Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Getting you ready for the day in sports betting, this is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Point Spread Saturday here on VEASAN, the sports betting network, as we continue to push through conference tournament season on to the big dance and the NCAA tournament. Welcome in, everybody. I'm Mark Zeno. Appreciate you spending your Saturday morning with us as we have so much to get to in college hoops, even some hardwood NBA action tonight as well. NFL news throughout the week that will handicap and recap all coming up here on the show. Greg Hoops Peterson will join us coming up later on in this first hour as we look at the semifinals for most of the major conference tournaments here this weekend and get set for the NCAA tournament. Look at NCAA futures as well. Again, appreciate you spending your Saturday morning with us. But it was a day of upsets in the quarterfinals in most of the major conference tournaments last night as we saw upsets abound. Texas A&M knocks off Auburn. Indiana knocks off Illinois. Michigan State knocks off Wisconsin. And round and round we go as we have set up for some of these very exciting conference semifinal matchups in the major conferences. Of course, as well, we got some of the smaller conferences, even some more bids to the tournament. And tickets will be punched today as we have some conference finals going on. But, of course, plenty of things to bet on as we head through the rest of this Saturday. And some major matchups here in the SEC, including the third matchup between Kentucky and Tennessee today, which is going to be another exciting matchup for the Tennessee Volunteers. And you get a big matchup out west in the Pac-12, a rematch again of UCLA and Arizona. So there is a lot of action going on here. You get the powerhouse in the Big 12 of Kansas and Texas Tech squaring off. There is a lot to get to. Uh, I want to start 
in the Big Ten because it really is sort of interesting. I would have never predicted these four teams would have been in the semifinals of the Big Ten tournament. Um, I, I think, as I've said repeatedly, and it's funny because I was talking earlier this week and I told people the only two teams I would trust to put my money on were Illinois and Wisconsin, and they got quickly bounced from their conference tournament. So it uh, goes to show you what a lack of a genius I am. But, you know, I, I, I've said for a while all these Big Ten teams have warts. It's just the kind of warts that you're willing to deal with, I think, that really matters when it comes to placing a wager and figuring out what you want to do with your money. Iowa, for as kind of questionable as they looked in their last couple of regular season games, missing free throws down the stretch and everything else, they kind of looked like the most complete team throughout the Big Ten tournament here. Uh, and I really think they're going to overpower Indiana today. I think Indiana's luck has sort of run out. Uh, and and the fact that they caught Illinois um, rest versus rust kind of situation. Illinois hadn't played a conference tournament game. Indiana was on their second one after winning their first round game. So maybe it was a little bit of an advantage there for them. But you know, Iowa played their first game one handily. Uh, and this is a spot where I just think Iowa is a lot more talented than Indiana. Offensively, they're a lot better than Indiana. And this is a spot where this hot Iowa team that is eight and 12 ATS over their last 10, uh, they're on a five and zero ATS run and 21 and 12 on the season. This is a good spot for them laying what, what I guess is a small number. I mean, it seems big for college hoops at minus six, but I can trust them here because their offense, number four in America, averaging 84 points per game. I mean, this really is a team here that I can back. Uh, defense, not great, and that's always a problem. And it's the same thing with Purdue, who's also in the semifinals against Michigan State. These powerhouse offensive teams that lack on the defensive end are always a problem because if they're not making shots and they don't get into a groove early on, they find themselves in this low scoring contest where they seem to be forcing shots and, and taking bad ones and trying to push the pace when it's not really there uh, against these slower defensive teams. I mean, you know, this also looks like a correlating bet situation here for Iowa today. Uh, if you're back in Iowa, you're taking the over. If you're back in Indiana, you're taking the under because I don't know a way that Indiana can win an over game against a team like Iowa. Um, th those are correlating bets to me. I don't think there's any way to separate them. Indiana's offense just cannot keep up with Iowa. The only hope they have to win this game is to slow it down and keep it in the 60s. Uh, if they can do that, they've really got a good chance to win this game. But if you're looking at an Iowa team that can get to 70, 75 in that range, I'm just not sure Indiana can keep up. I just don't have enough faith in the IU offense at this point in time. So just kind of an early look there. And it's the same thing with Purdue and Michigan State. Now, Michigan State's going to have to make threes. Um, Purdue is another high scoring team in America. They're averaging over 80 points per game, but this is a team where Michigan state, if they don't make threes, they're dead in the water. Um, and it's been like that for them the entire second half of the season. They just don't have enough complimentary offense surrounding them for me to be able to look at them and back them in a spot where, you know, they, they, uh, I, I can trust them to keep up with a Purdue offense. Of course, Purdue has got the big guy in the middle. Uh, you know, they got Jaden Ivey as well. Zach Eady is the big guy in the middle. Uh, you got a really good complement of a guard and a big man for Purdue that can do a lot of the scoring there. Um, but, you know, this is a Purdue team, again, that, that has been neutralized offensively at times. And so, like I said about the Big Ten, a lot of warts for some of these teams. And, uh, and it's just the kind of warts that you can deal with. Uh, a couple other uh, games that I want to focus on. Again, I'll get to the SEC coming up later on. But A&M and Arkansas, you know, uh, how do you step in front of the Arkansas train uh, and the way that they've been playing and the way that they've been covering? Um, and, but, you know, you're in that spot. 
uh, with a couple of teams today. Texas A&M is one of them. Uh, Virginia Tech is another. Uh, you look at these teams that are on the bubble and absolutely need to win games in the conference tournament, and they are just riding it. Uh, and it's hard to not take the points of those teams. I think Arkansas wins the game today against Texas A&M. I think Duke probably beats Virginia Tech. Uh, but Virginia Tech's going to need a really good showing here uh, to be able to clinch a bid to the tournament. And it's weird because Virginia Tech kind of, in, if you look at power rankings and where they are, they've been rated much higher than what we've seen all season all season long. I think they're a great play to back today uh, against Duke. Uh, as you saw, Duke is a little bit vulnerable. I, I, I'm, I don't want to say vulnerable. Duke's beatable, right? In the right spot, in the right scenario, you saw North Carolina do it. But again, North Carolina's offense is, is very, very good. I don't think Virginia Tech's offense is in that same category. It would take that kind of offensive performance in a high-scoring high game for them to be able to do it. Otherwise, they're going to have to slow down Duke offensively. But again, both these teams, Duke and Texas A&M, are riding – I'm sorry, Virginia Tech, rather, and Texas A&M are riding momentum towards the NCAA tournament. And these are spots where you can continue to ride that. Don't get off the wave until it crashes ashore, so to speak, uh, and see what they can do. So I think both those dogs are, are favorable in that spot. Um, another game that I like today, Houston and Tulane. Tulane is in another spot, again, where they um, really have no chance to make the NCAA tournament unless they win Conference USA. Obviously, Houston is one of the most complete teams in America. You're talking about a team with a top 60 offense, a top five defense. They have a huge advantage on the boards against Tulane. But this is a ton of points for them to be laying uh, at this point in the conference semifinals of Conference USA. And so, you know, again, this is a spot where um, the green wave, I think, can really probably keep this closer than uh, the 13 points that Houston is laying. All the numbers, all the metrics, all the analytics tell you that Houston should blow this team out. Um, and, and even in this year, earlier in the year, you know, uh, Tulane was able to keep it close in a game. Um, by close, I mean single digits. But it's kind of one of those spots where uh, I'm just going to keep riding Tulane because they played well through their first two games. However, I do I know it's off the board there, but I do like the over in this game if you find it. I saw it as low as 134. Shop around for a number here. That's way too low of a total uh, for a team like Houston. If Houston gets to 75 in this game, and the previous two totals between these two teams were at 137 and 133 and a half, both games went over, so you're right in that same range. If Houston gets to the low 70s, uh, you're looking at 70 to 60, you know, in that spot. So that's the way my math and calculations work out on it. Um, that you know, Houston gets a cover maybe by nine, even 10. Uh, and this total still goes over. I think it's really favorable to look at the total in Conference USA today. And then one more number that jumped off the page at me, and, you know, obviously you have to take into account injuries, who's playing and who's not, and everything else. But, you know, this is a spot where uh, Arizona only laying 1.2 UCLA seems like a fishy line. And a lot of that has to do um, with Chris Creasa, who got injured in the first round of the Pac-12 tournament, uh, an ankle sprain. They say he should be back by the first weekend of the NCAA tournament, but he's probably not likely to play in this game against um, UCLA because uh, he didn't play in the first-round matchup either for Arizona. But this is a really short number. Uh, I, I have been high on USC, UCLA, and Arizona all year long in the Pac-12. I think they've been very underrated. Arizona has been underrated, but the other two teams have. And again, UCLA just knocks off. USC, but USC is still going to the NCAA tournament. I think those are three Sweet 16 teams. Given the draw, I think if they get a favorable enough draw, they can clearly win the first two games. Um, UCLA has a shot here against Arizona, but Arizona is just markedly better. They're more talented. Again, much like Houston, very complete on both ends of the floor. Top 50 offense, top 25 defense 
in America, you know, this these are these are teams that really do it well on both sides of the court. And so that's short of a number. I'm not scared to back Arizona, even with the injury. Uh, I think they're a deeper team, better team. UCLA is going to need a heroic performance from everybody. Johnny Juzang, their their outstanding point guard, is going to have to be a true floor general in this game and not make a lot of mistakes. Juzang was injured earlier in the year. Uh, he did play in the last semifinal game against USC at 10 points and five rebounds. Uh, you know, and Juzang is one of those guys who certainly has that 20-point game in his back pocket but doesn't always have to do it for UCLA to be effective. So, uh, you know, I, I think that there is a um, – there's a good chance for UCLA in this game, certainly a puncher's chance. But, you know, again, uh, I, I look at Arizona as just being a much more complete and talented team uh, in this spot that I can back. And then Kansas and Texas Tech uh, should be a good old slugfest here. Uh, Texas Tech defense will be on full display against a Kansas team that shoots nearly 50 percent from the field. You know, and I really thought TCU was going to be able to give. Kansas a better run for their money. TCU was one of my dark horse teams. I don't know if TCU is going to make the tournament now um, after, you know, not beating Kansas. But um, this should be another interesting game. Also, again, I think correlating bet situation, when you look at it between Kansas and Texas Tech, Kansas will push the pace. If they can score on Texas Tech's defense, this number is going to go over. That 134 and a half, if Texas Tech controls the pace, it's going to stay under. You're looking at a 65, you know, 68, 65 kind of game, and you back Texas Tech getting the two points. So uh, going to be an amazing day here in college troops as we get you through conference. so much more to get to with college basketball. But we're going to turn our attention to the NFL and all the news that happened this week and where to look for NFL futures. That's all coming up next here on Point Spread. I'm Mark Zeno. Appreciate you watching and listening to VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. 
Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun! Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get ready to get everything you need to bet the madness this year with the 24 7 streaming daily best bet emails and our tournament betting guide including advice data and strategy for only 19 dollars whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread our team is here to get you ready for every game every round of the ncaa tournament get analysis from our experts including greg hoops peterson matt humans jonathan von tobel and tim murray they have insights on every key team a conference and player to watch from the favorites to potential candidates Sign up today and get the betting guide plus full access to VEASAN through April 5th for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash madness. Welcome back in to Point Spread Saturday. I'm Mark Dino. I will give you another endorsement for uh, the VEASAN package for $19. Guys, again, I got it last year. It is absolutely worth every penny. If you are into stats and numbers and, and just putting together a solid handicap based on a lot of analytics and numbers and data, it's the best thing for you. It absolutely is. It certainly will make handicapping games a heck of a lot easier for you. Okay. Uh, more college hoops coming up. Greg Hoops Peterson is going to join us in a little more than 15 minutes. So we'll get heavy into college basketball. Of course, we got some NBA picks for you before the end of this hour. But I want to turn our attention to the NFL because what a wild week it was and all the news and all the trades and everything that has happened. And let's sort of take a look at the quarterback shuffle that is going on. There's probably still more quarterback shuffling to come. But uh, the news that Carson Wentz now uh, is the newest quarterback for uh, the Washington Commanders uh, after a trade with the Indianapolis Colts who quickly dumped. Frank Reich surprisingly quickly dumps uh, Carson Wentz, which I didn't think was going to happen. And, you know, if you've listened to me on this show before, I kind of got a soft spot for Carson Wentz. Like, uh, for whatever reason, I think the kid's super talented. Uh, I don't think he's as bad as people want him to be. But it is fair to say he hasn't produced enough wins, and wins aren't a quarterback stat. If you want to play that game, I'm totally okay with it. But he hasn't produced enough wins at a high level and enough important wins yet since his, first, his second year in Philadelphia, whatever it was, um, you know, that that people can trust him enough to carry their team to the next level. So I understand it from that standpoint. But if you look at the odds for the commanders now uh, to win the NFC East, they're plus 400 to win the NFC. They're plus 20 or plus 2000, 20 to one. Uh, the Super Bowl at 40 to one and Carson Wentz to win the MVP at 150 to one. Here's the handicap on the commanders, guys. It's not even about Carson Wentz. And we've talked about the commanders more than than probably we should have as far as their odds. Uh, but what it really relies on in betting the commanders is their defense. Two years ago, 
when they had Ryan Fitzpatrick, not wasn't Ryan Fitzpatrick, who was it? It was Taylor Heineke and somebody else. Um, when they won the division with a seven and nine record that year, their defense was top five across the board. They were top five in sacks. They were top five in points allowed, top five in yards allowed. Like they were a legitimate defense and that's what carried them through. Um, and so last year when they go to the Fitzpatrick thing, which I thought was a terrible move, uh, their defense fell apart. They were bottom of the league in everything. And that team wasn't as competitive. It really isn't about the quarterback. The quarterback just needs to do more than what their quarterbacks have been doing for the last two seasons. And that's not much. And I truly believe Carson Wentz can do more than Taylor Heineke, than Ryan Fitzpatrick, whoever else they put under center in the last couple of years, if their defense is right. That's the handicap for for Washington. It's all about their defense. If they get that fixed, if Ron Rivera gets that pass rush back to where it was, if they figure that part out, this team can win the NFC East. But this has nothing to do with the quarterback. So if you're going to put your money on Washington, don't do it because Carson Wentz is there. Do it because you trust Ron Rivera and that defense to get back to form because ultimately that's the only thing that is stopping them from being a lot more competitive in this division. Now, I still don't know if they're as good as Dallas, especially if Dallas defense actually gets better. I think Dallas defense last year was very um, opportunistic. Um, statistically, they were good, but they had some holes. Um, you know, again, I don't know that they were that great in pass defense. Uh, we keep focusing on Javon Diggs and all the picks and everything else, but yeah, um, coverage-wise, I thought he lacked a little bit. I think if you start looking at some tape and just don't look at the interceptions, you'll figure out that there was some ways to get around him. And I think that was a little bit exposed uh, in the playoff game against San Francisco. But no, that's the handicap to me on Washington. It has nothing to do with Carson Wentz. I think he's better than what they've put out there for the last two years. Uh, he's a lot more efficient. He won't make as many mistakes. And that should be enough for a Washington team, if their defense gets right, that you can back them at plus 400 to win the NFC East. I don't know if I'd take them anywhere else. Um, and the only reason you can take them in the NFC East simply is because we've seen, what is it now, for 15 consecutive years, they haven't had a repeat winner in that division. So from that standpoint, I think it's it's certainly safe to bet them. But again, you're betting on the defense more than anything else. Of course, the Denver Broncos acquire, acquire Russell Wilson and what was really an incredibly shocking move uh, by the Seattle Seahawks. And, you know, just one note on the Seahawks. I always give credit to teams that have the guts to hit that hard reset button when it's not the most popular idea, right? Because it says two things to me. It says, one, we have a plan, right? And our plan isn't to just keep things afloat because just keeping things afloat in the NFL is a losing plan. Never wins, never has, never will. You've got to be able to go all in at times. And that's the trend, right? We saw the Buccaneers go all in, Super Bowl. Rams go all in, Super Bowl. So you've got to be able to push all your chips to the center of the table, literally and figuratively on a team and go, okay, this team has what it takes to go out and win a championship. Didn't have what it takes to win a championship, even with Russell Wilson. So why even, why run it back? Restock, repile, reset, and go all in. And I, I, as far as a rebuild is concerned, and I think it's a really smart move. I think people in Seattle probably hate it right now. I'm totally okay with it. Uh, I think it's, you know, again, I'm here in Atlanta. I've been screaming for the Falcons for the last two years to hit a hard reset button. Move on from Matt Ryan. Move on from Julio Jones. Wipe the slate clean and start over. They didn't want to do it. Here they are. They'll be perpetually 7 and 10 uh, for the next two or three years because they refuse to do it. So the Broncos get Russell Wilson. Now, I may be the only person out there who thinks that the Broncos are probably a little bit overhyped. Plus 200 to win the AFC West. 
plus 650 to win the AFC, 12 to 1 to the Super Bowl, and Russell Wilson, 12 to 1 to win the MVP. Russell Wilson to win the MVP might be the place that I would put my money the most um, because what will happen is with that defense and that running game, Russ can be very efficient. Russ is very efficient, but he can be statistically. If he can add some more, if he can get to like 35 passing touchdowns with an offense that's not really known for it, uh, even above that, you know, if he goes like 38, 10 um, and a passer rating in the mid nineties, that's good enough to put him in the MVP conversation and get him an MVP vote. Right. Like, cause that's something that Russell Wilson has never had as an MVP vote, but I still think the Broncos are a little bit overrated. We've been doing this for a couple of years with them when it comes to their ability to win the AFC West. You guys know my affinity for the Raiders, all you Las Vegas fans out there, all you Raiders fans out there. This certainly makes them take a hit. Trust me. <laughs> um, it's not going to make it easier for the Raiders to go out and win anything this year and make the playoffs. But I still like the Raiders a lot. Uh, I really, really do. Uh, I, you know, I don't know that Derek Carr is better than Russell Wilson, but I think statistically you can make the argument he's going to be equally as productive as Russell Wilson is uh, in Denver. So I'm not going to back the Broncos. I just think if you were going to get on the Broncos train, you had to do it before this move was made when they were in the mid twenties, 25 to one in that range, you kind of missed the wagon at this point in time. Um, it, 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 the, the train left the station and, and you missed it. You have to kind of look at, you know, Deshaun Watson, we'll get to him in a minute um, on where they are uh, and who, where he may land to find somebody, you know, to get some real value. So uh, I, I'm not going to, you know, look at, uh, at Denver, Seattle. Uh, I don't think they're done making a quarterback move at this point in time. I would wait on all of their futures. Um, 12 to one to win the NFC West, you know, 50 to one to win the NFC. I think you're in a spot with that team where there's more to be done and let's see what's going to be done. It's not safe enough to place your money. Aaron Rodgers back to the Packers minus 200 to win the NFC North. The only bet you make, uh, on Aaron Rodgers is to win the Super Bowl at plus 750 uh, for the Packers to do it. If you want to take him to win a third MVP in a row, um, it's not impossible and certainly not out of the realm to think that Aaron Rodgers can do it. That's a team that's going to win 12 or 13 games again. They're probably going to win the division because nobody can compete with them at this point in time. So I don't think those are awful bets at all, especially the value that you're getting. Um, and then you quickly look at Deshaun Watson as we have a couple of minutes here left as he has now been cleared of criminal charges, um, at least in the ones that were filed by the district attorney. So teams are going to quickly start to rush to go figure out where Deshaun Watson is going. Where does he end up? You know that Miami is clearly a possibility. Uh, Carolina, I, I think that there are a lot of fits for him, obviously, across the league. Uh, it's a question of what teams are willing to give up and what offers the Texans are willing to field. But I think when you look at some of the odds that are out there for Deshaun Watson, handicap those teams, figure out. I, I think Matt Rule would 100% go all in and trade away a King's ransom to bring Deshaun Watson into that team. Um, and I, I, that's probably where I'd place my money is on the Carolina Panthers. Uh, they have a high enough draft pick that it would matter to the Texans. They can do it next year. And the, and what Carolina's banking on is that we get to Sean Watson. We're giving away a pick in the mid-20s, not a pick in the top 10. Um, because that Carolina defense slowly starting to get better. They get their offense up to speed. That's a wide-open NFC South. They could probably win it this year. And that wouldn't be a bad bet either. Panthers to win the NFC South, especially doing it before they land to Sean Watson. All right, coming up next, we'll get back to college hoops. Greg Hoops Peterson is going to join us. we got a lot of NCAA games to get to, conference tournaments, semifinals, even some tickets to the dance being punched by the end. 
of this Saturday evening. All that and more coming up next here. I'm Mark Zeno. Appreciate you spending your Saturday morning with us on Point Spread Saturday on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Are you tired of the same old, same old when it comes to nicotine? Have you been looking, hoping, wishing for a more satisfying, discreet, or smoke-free way to experience nicotine satisfaction? Just look for three letters, Z-Y-N. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are satisfying, smoke-free, spit-free, tobacco alternative. They are available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen Citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch and available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to ZYN.com find to locate a store near you. That's Zinn.com find to find your Zinn. Welcome back into Point Spread Saturday here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. I'm Mark Zeno. Appreciate your spending your Saturday morning with me here as we get you set for a whole bunch of conference tournament action and joining us now to go over it all, Greg Hoops-Peterson from VSIN. Good morning, Greg. Welcome, and thank you for joining me. It is great to be on with you, Mark. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, uh, the the man that never sleeps here during this time of the year. So we've got a lot to get to. But I want to start quickly with yesterday, a bunch of upsets. You look at A&M, you look at Virginia Tech. Uh, which kind of upset from yesterday stood out to you the most when you look at these games? I think it has to be Auburn. This is a team that they're just showing that they're not the same team when they're away from the state of Alabama, because whenever they've been at home, this team looks like a top three team in all of college basketball. When they've been away from home, they very nearly lost to Missouri. They very nearly lost to Georgia. And then yesterday they need to bury just some miraculous threes just to be able to get back into that game. I guess the Texas A&M team that, found themselves on the bubble going into yesterday. So I really think that Auburn has some things to worry about. And then with Virginia Tech as well, you mentioned that game. I'm impressed by this team. I think that the metrics show that this is a team that's a little bit better than their record. They've gotten a little bit of bad luck. Team that shoots 39% for three, top 10 in all of college basketball. So going to be intriguing what we get out of them today against Duke. Yeah, and, you know, I was mentioning earlier about a team like A&M and a team like Virginia Tech that are sort of on the bubble that need to put some more conference tournament wins on their resume to really push themselves over. Is that a trend you feel like we can ride from a handicapping standpoint? I think that it's a little bit subjective because when it comes to like this Duke versus Virginia Tech game, you know that Duke wants every they they have everything riding on it in terms of trying to get one of those top two seeds perhaps being able to put themselves in the mix for a one seed, though I don't think that they're going to be able to get there. This is Coach K's with Elias Wright, so there's going to be no shortage of motivation there. When it comes to Texas A&M, I think that there's a little bit more there against Arkansas because I feel like there might be a little bit more desperation for Texas A&M. Meanwhile, it's an Arkansas team that they've really been able to put together the wins. They've been able to win 14 out of their last 16 games. They've been rock solid there. So if there is one that I would be playing that motivation factor a little bit more with, it would be Texas A&M. All right, let's take a look at the Big Ten. Uh, as the two teams that I thought I could trust the most in Illinois and Wisconsin failed me yesterday, uh, as both of them lose, I think all these Big Ten teams have warts. It's just a question, Greg, of which 
warts you can deal with. I kind of like Iowa right now, at least the way that they're playing. I know that they had some struggles with free throws down the end of the stretch of the regular season, but they seem to me right now to be uh, at least playing the most complete basketball. And with Iowa, what I think is very intriguing is that this is a team that they always seem to get their tempo because there's always that saying that it's a little bit easier to slow down a fast team than it is to speed up a slow team in college basketball. But you've got some of your trendsetter teams that they always seem to get their style. If you're looking from a lower slash mid-majors sort of style, you've got the Citadel. They just always seem to give up 90 points no matter who they're playing against. It could be Virginia. It could wind up being Iowa. They're just giving up 90 on any given night at Iowa. They always do a great job. We'll speed you up. And I think that a lot of teams wind up falling in that trap because a lot of teams, they just don't have the firepower and offense that Iowa does. So even though they don't necessarily have the world's greatest defense, they're outside the top one R with regards to points allowed on a per possession basis. This is a team with guys like Keegan Murray and company that are able to get the job done. I'm, I'm in agreement with you of all the big 10 teams right now. They seem to be perhaps the most trustworthy, and that includes Purdue, who's just not been good on defense themselves. Switch gears back to the SEC and the, the third matchup between Tennessee and Kentucky, and I'm so looking forward to this game. I'll tell you off the bat, I'm going to back the volunteers here. I, I think there's two plays. You take the volunteers and the points of Kentucky on the money line. I, I don't think there's any other way to handicap it uh, just from a value standpoint, but I just love the way Tennessee is playing. I love the, their defense. Um, they have clearly proven that they can check some of the best offensive teams in the country the way they did with Auburn, the way they've done with Kentucky. Uh, this is a team and, and, and a train that's sort of steamrolling right now. And maybe Rick Barnes getting a little vindication uh, for the coaching job that he's sort of done here in Tennessee for, for many years now. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see what sort of tempo we wind up getting in this game as well because – First time around, Kentucky wound up scoring north of 100 points on a Tennessee defense that is one of the best in all of college basketball and not giving up points. So go figure there. I think that you're going to see a much more button-up game out of both of these teams because both of these teams are relatively solid on defense. They both do it in a variety of ways as well because with Tennessee, Josiah Jordan James is the only guy that gives you more than five rebounds per game. And as we know, Kentucky, well, they've got a guy that gives you 15 rebounds per game at Oscar Sheboy. So it's really interesting to take a look at sort of the stylistic standpoint of this game, but I do think that it's going to be a little bit of a lower scoring game out there in Tampa, Florida. I want to say my total more around a 134 personally, so I really do lean to the under. I think that it's going to be tough for Tennessee to be a mass matchup with Oscar Sheboy down low. These two teams wanted splitting during the regular season, and quite frankly, both of the games that these two teams wanted to play, they weren't even close. Both of them were double-digit wins by the other, so I think that it's going to be very fascinating to see what we wind up getting here. I just think that Kentucky, in the end, Having Oscar Sheway down low is the biggest part. And when Kentucky wound up losing to Tennessee, Ty Ty Washington only wound up playing something like 13, 14 minutes in that game. Him and Xavier Wheeler being fully healthy, I think, as Kentucky firing on on all cylinders. Stick with the defensive theme, switch to the Big 12, Texas Tech at Kansas. You talk about, you know, great defense versus an offense that shoots nearly 50% from the field, scores about 80 points a game. Uh, you know, again, Kansas, to me, they've been a bad cover team all year long from that standpoint. Texas Tech certainly has not been. So uh, it's easy to back the Raiders here, but it is a short number. Uh, and to me, this game is just about pace, right? It's it's correlating bets. If Texas Tech is going to cover, that means the game is going under. If Kansas is going to cover, that means the game is going over. Do you agree? And I've got this total pretty much sitting at 134 myself. It was opening up more around 134 and a half, 135. Saw a little bit of value to the under there on the open. Now it's pretty much dead even at 134. And when it comes to Kansas, I do think that they're going to be able to get the job done here because 
you mentioned it. Texas Tech has been a great cover team, and Kansas has not been. But Kansas, in a lot of these spots, they're laying 10-plus points. We wound up seeing yesterday in that game against TCU. They finally were able to get a single-digit line. They were able to cover that game. So I do think that this short line does mean that you're going to be able to have Kansas be a little bit more trustworthy. And something that I liked from Kansas yesterday, Remy Martin wound up being able to hit the floor. He looked like the Remy Martin of old. This is someone that has been dealing with a lot of injuries throughout the season. He's been just generally in the doghouse of Bill Self. So I do think that that's something that is going to be able to help out this Kansas team. And on top of that, with Texas Tech, very good on defense, number one with regards to points allowed on a per-possession basis on the road, but also a team that scores 18 points per 100-possession basis, fewer when they are on the road or in a neutral court than at home as well. So their defense is stout on the road. Their offense, not so much. I think that that leads to a little bit more of a lead to the under. Uh, out in the Pac-12, uh, Arizona, UCLA, Arizona dealing with the injury to, to Chris Creasa, so he's not going to play. He probably won't play till the NCAA tournament. Very short number. Arizona laying one. I, look, I, I get the injury and what it means to them, but this seems like too short of a number to me, Greg. Yep, I'm right there with you. I'm willing to lay up to four here with Arizona. I think that Arizona should be able to get the job done because you've got Christian Coloco down low, guy that's able to give you two and a half blocks per contest. Miles Johnson has been able to come on for UCLA, but I don't think that they're going to be able to bottle him up. And on top of that, even though Kirk Reese is injured, you've got a guy in Justin Kyer who's in his sixth year of college basketball, began his career over there at George Mason, wound up going to Georgia for a year. He's a high-quality guy that's able to throw off the ball. And then on top of that, Dallin Terry is one of the more underrated players in all of college basketball. Only scores right around eight points per contest, but he gives you right around three and a half assists. Does a good job of being able to make winning plays. Gives you a steal. Azula Savellas down low is terrific. And Johnny Juzang has not been the same guy the last few weeks. Has been able to return to the floor, but you wind up seeing it in that game against USC. You only wind up having eight points. Really, both of those games against USC looked rather pedestrian. So that injury to Johnny Juzang has me a little bit concerned about this UCLA offense. I like Arizona here to be able to cover. All right, real quick, 30 seconds. I'm going dumpster diving out to the WAC tournament final between Abilene Christian and New Mexico State. I'm going to back the Wildcats here. Line is actually moving in favor of New Mexico State. I'm now seeing it at plus five. Uh, I like this Abilene Christian defense, number one in the nation in steals, only allowing about 66 points per game. Am I on the wrong side? I want to saying my line at four on the open. I was liking what you were going to get out of New Mexico State. Now that we've moved to four plus, I'm with you. I think that now that you've seen the fly move, there's value on Abilene Christian. All right, Greg Poops, Peterson, stay with him throughout the entire rest of the NCAA conference tournaments and on to the big dance. Greg, thanks for the time. Certainly appreciate it. Coming up next year on Point Spread Saturday, we'll turn our attention from the boys to the men, from college to the NBA. A slate of NBA games, my picks for tonight coming up in the association. That's next. I'm Mark Zeno. Appreciate you spending your Saturday morning with us on Point Spread Saturday on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. 
All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. KFC chicken sandwiches served hot and straight from the fryer. That's why it's finger licking good. Order the KFC chicken sandwich today. Welcome back in. Boy, that looks delicious. Welcome back in to Point Spread Saturday. I'm Mark Zinno. Appreciate you getting up early and spending your Saturday morning with me here on VSIN. Coming up next hour, we'll get back into the NCAA tournament. Of course, uh, we've got a lot more to get to uh, with the NCAA tournament. Uh, Chris Thurston from Wager Talk will join us as we uh, get his handicap in some of the bigger games from today. And before the end of the show, you'll get my bets for today. All right. Uh, Turn our attention to the NBA and the hardwood here. Uh, not an incredible slate tonight, but just one or two games that I think are really, really fascinating to watch uh, and certainly ones that uh, are worth betting on. But you'll get a premier matchup here tonight between Milwaukee and Golden State uh, out west uh, at the old Oracle. It's not called Oracle anymore. I forget what it's called, but wherever Golden State plays. No, no, no. Chase, thank you very much. Um, Milwaukee laying a point here to Golden State on the road. Milwaukee's 5-1 and one over their last six uh, against the number Golden State coming off a stretch uh, of one and 11 against the number, but they have covered their last three in a row. So it was a stretch there for Golden State where they couldn't beat anybody against the spread. Bucks offense, uh, just percentage points were, were, you know, tenths of a point rather behind Minnesota for the number one offense in the league. They're averaging 114 points per game. Uh, Golden State's averaging just 111 on offense. You talk about defensively, Milwaukee 16th in the league, giving up 110. And Golden State's got one of the best defenses in the league, giving up 104.9 points per game. That's fifth in the NBA. Milwaukee has been a good spread team this year, 31 to 36 uh, against the number. I'm sorry, they're not good, uh, but they are good on the road. 15 to seven 
against the spread as a road favorite. Conversely, I mentioned Golden State and that bad run that they were on. They were one of the better spread teams this year, but they are now sitting just slightly above 500, 33, 30, and four against the number. Um, but they are 13, nine, and one uh, against the spread against the Eastern Conference. This is the first time all year long that Golden State has been a home dog. I can back Milwaukee in this spot. You know, I, I, I don't like the way we've seen Golden State sort of play and and grow and mature without Draymond Green. You know, usually sometimes when, when you get key injuries like that, while teams may stumble initially early on, they work their way through it and figure out how to get through it uh, and start to play a better or a different brand of basketball. I don't know that we've seen that maturation from Golden State at this point in time. Um, they are just punchless. Uh, without him on the floor in certain games. Uh, and you look back at some of the games that they've lost. I mean, look, they lost to the Knicks uh, without Draymond Green. They've lost to a bunch of other teams that, you know, you don't think that they would lose to. Um, they lose to the Dallas Mavericks. Um, it was, I think, two Sundays ago, a game that they led for three quarters. And then they scored 13 points in the fourth quarter and completely collapsed and ended up losing uh, to Dallas. So, you know, this is a, a Golden State team that until they get Draymond Green back, uh, I, I think that they have some holes. This is a short enough number for me to back Milwaukee on the road. As I said, 15 and seven against the number as a road favorite. You know, it's interesting too to take a look at this total. Um, and I saw it posted in certain places yesterday at 231 and a half. These are two teams that have kind of been playing to the over as of late. Milwaukee is 11 and three to the over, but they have been facing higher totals and really taking advantage of bad defenses as to why they've been pushing totals over. Uh, and you look at the number here for Golden State, they're 9-3 and three over their last 12 to the over, but they have been seeing lower totals, obviously, due to their defense. Um, this is a, a game here. Well, I'm gonna, I would play the under. I think 231 is a little too high uh, for these games. I, I don't know that Golden State can do their part to push this total over. If Golden State's going to win this game, they're going to have to get to 115, 120 uh, in that range to be able to keep up uh, with Milwaukee's offense. And you're going to ask that Golden State defense to slow Milwaukee down to 110. So you're going to be in that that 220-ish range. Um, but if Golden State's going to win this thing, I think they're going to have to get up to the 115 range. And that should be enough to push this thing over the total. Uh, I just don't see Golden State's offense getting there. And, and that's the issue for me. So I'll back Milwaukee with a small play on the under as well in that game. Uh, two teams coming off back-to-backs. Uh, um, when you look at well, a bunch of teams tonight coming off back-to-backs, but Cleveland is at Chicago. Now, Cavs lost last night to Miami, uh, a game we'll get to here in a moment. Karis LeVert didn't play, so I expect him not to play in this game. Chicago's laying two and a half and a total of 220. Now, these are two of the best ATS teams in the NBA. Chicago is covering at 55%. Cleveland is covering at 59%. Cavaliers had the best defense in the NBA, allowing just 103 and a half points per game. Chicago is on an 0-6 ATS run. They're just 1-5 straight up. The Bulls seem to be falling apart a little bit. Um, I don't know that this team is going to be able to stay in the top four of the East when it's all said and done. You see Milwaukee surging. Uh, you see Boston surging. You know, uh, the only thing that may keep them there is the fact that the team that they're playing tonight, the Cleveland Cavaliers, are also sort of stumbling. But obviously Philadelphia is surging and Miami isn't going anywhere. To me, that leaves Chicago at a five seed or lower. This could be one of these critical games between these two teams deciding between the five and the six seed and whether you go play the four seed on the road or you go play the 
three seed on the road. So this is an incredibly important game. Chicago's defense is bad, particularly around the three-point line. Uh, despite their bad defense, just an interesting to note, they're only two and eight to the over in their last 10 games. Um, you know, this is another game where I'm going to play the under. Cleveland doesn't see high totals in the 220s except against really good defenses. Um, you know, they, they, they don't, they don't see enough totals in the high twenties. Uh, I'm sorry, against good offenses, rather not good defenses, unless they see a team with a good offense because their defense is so good. They're not going to see a total in the two twenties. Chicago's offense is good. It is top 10. Um, but they haven't been playing well and haven't been scoring well as of late. I'm going to back Cleveland's defense here and the under, despite the fact that they're on a back-to-back and their legs may be a little bit tired. I think the defense shows up enough for Cleveland and slows Chicago down enough. I, I think this is a, you know, 105-99 kind of game uh, in that range. Nobody should get to 110 in this spot uh, for either one of these teams. Cleveland's offense isn't exactly good enough to get to 110 on a routine basis, especially if Karis LeVert's not going to play tonight uh, after he didn't play last night. So I can go under 220 and a half, under 221, depending on where you're seeing the number uh, in this game and take the under there. Let's move on to two more teams on a back-to-back, Toronto and Denver. Uh, Toronto is getting five and a half points in Denver tonight. Denver is kind of a, a perplexing team just because uh, when Nikola Jokic has big nights, this team can score. They score easily. Everybody else is better around them. And we keep hearing so much about Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. coming back, and they need that sort of offensive shot in the arm. Um, Toronto was at Phoenix last night, uh, and and Denver uh, is another team that, you know, again, they're just 11-15 and 15 against the number at home this year. Uh, and I'm sorry, as a home favorite, 18-23 and 23 as a favorite overall. You know, Toronto – um, has not been good, um, you know, necessarily as a spread team, but they are 19, 13 and one on the road and get this. They are nine and five against the number on back-to-backs and games with no rest. Uh, and that's enough for me to back Toronto here. Somehow they've been keeping it all together with duct tape, crazy glue and everything else, um, to be able to stay in a lot of these games. But, you know, I don't know without a big night from Nikola Jokic that Denver's going to be able to separate from Toronto. Uh, it's enough for me to back them in a spot where uh, it's not necessarily favorable on back-to-backs. Usually I like to fade back-to-backs because uh, there's just such opportunity for it there. But again, um, Toronto is trustworthy. They're extremely well coached. Uh, and so I can take the five and a half points. So Denver may win this game. Hopefully they keep it, you know, under three or two or possession, you know, a, a one possession game here, but uh, I'll take Toronto uh, on a back-to-back here as well. All right. Finally, uh, one more game here on teams back-to-back, Miami and Minnesota. Both of these teams played last night. Minnesota loses to lowly Orlando. Uh, Miami dispatches of Cleveland last night. Minnesota, I'm going to go to the over here. Um, Minnesota's been cashing overs all season long. They are on an incredible 23-8 and run on the road to the over this season. The Heat offense isn't spectacular, but they are 7-14 and to the over at home. Uh, most of the Heat totals have been in the 220s. Um, over the last dozen games, their lowest totals have come against some of just the lowest scoring offenses in the league, like Dallas and New York. This number seems like a gift to any Timberwolves game at 224, 225 uh, in that range. Um, the lowest, they've only seen one posted total below 220 since February 1st, and only four totals posted below 230 during that span. Um, the Heat defense is very good. But Minnesota's offense doesn't have to be great. and doesn't have to score 120 for both of these teams to clear this number. Plus, get this, both of these teams are playing to the over 75% of the time on back-to-backs 
this season. That was enough for me to push it over, uh, push me over the edge uh, to take the over in this game on a low number. Minnesota should be able to get to 115 and do most of the heavy lifting here. Uh, and I think Miami can keep up with them. Uh, if Minnesota is somehow checked down to 1-0 whatever offensively, uh, you credit Miami and I'll take the loss. That defense puts together an outstanding effort against a Minnesota team. Uh, easily can score 120 in their sleep. So let's go over here in Minnesota, Miami, over 224 and a half. All right, coming up next, we will get back into college basketball and look at some of the trends for conference tournaments that you can hope to play going forward through the conference semifinals into the conference finals that is coming up next here on Point Spread Saturday. I'm Mark Zeno. Thank you so much for spending your Saturday morning with me here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. You heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billy Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 